Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. Good morning again, and welcome to Life Change Church's online church. You know, I'm excited you're here with us, really from wherever you are. And uh, hey, this week, let's have some fun. Let's have some fun uh, of where you're watching from. So if you're watching from an iPad, maybe take a picture of it, post it online, put a hashtag Life Change Church. If you're watching it, like we watch in my family, we jump in and we actually go into the, the living room. We put it on the big screen. We all get into our positions on the couch. And, and then maybe if that's you, take a picture and post it online as well with a hashtag Life Change Church. And, and let's have some fun. Again, we still are the church. We might not be meeting in person, but we are still meeting together, which is some good stuff. Right, and we've been doing this now for the, the last few weeks. And I'll tell you what, it's been great doing online church. It's been great seeing the church really rise up the last few weeks, but it's also still been pretty crazy. Listen, I don't know about you, but the last few weeks, they've been pretty nuts. I'm talking like coronavirus. I'm talking like social distancing, which I can barely even say, let alone do. Right? I'm talking like business shutdowns, floods, more floods, more social distancing. And now we're in the middle of this two-week quarantine. But here's what's amazing about it. Jesus has an answer for it. Right? Jesus has an answer for it all because Jesus is the answer. And again, this is why we started this series really at the, the beginning of the year. We started this series all the way back in January, but it's still so timely for now. Because Jesus, in this time, we need Jesus. And Jesus shows up in an incredible way. And so far, what we've done in this series as we've jumped in and we looked at the, the life of Jesus, right? we looked at a, a number of his teachings, we looked at a number of his parables, we looked at some of the works of Jesus as well, some of the miracles, and today what I want to do is I want to spend some time really looking at a combination of both his teachings and his works, really wrapped around this idea of rest. But before we get started though, I just want to confess that this is one of those sermons that's really for myself. Right? This is one of those sermons that, that I'm preaching to me, because this week, this week was not a very good week of rest for me. In fact, there were a couple of times where, if I'm being honest, I, I felt like I was almost to that point of, of burnout. I, it, this has been a crazy time. I'll tell you what, in, in Bible school, in Bible college, there was never a class on how to pastor a church through a pandemic, let alone one that forces social distancing. Right? There was never a class that, that talks about how to deal with, with the devastation of a, a natural disaster. That not only affects many people, but also affects ourselves and myself as well. And let me just tell you, it's been a little exhausting. I mean, part of the exhaustion is that even after the flood, our house sits so low on the water table, that water is still just rushing in. Right? It's still just pouring in so much so that we've had to get a, a larger gas-powered pump that we are just running right, just to, to catch up with the water. So about every hour and a half, we have to make sure gas is in that pump or else water will be coming in our basement. So I'm saying we did this this week for a number of days, and there's a number of days where I went with sleep no more than an hour and a half at a time. Right, so I never got into that deep REM sleep, and I'll tell you what, I just felt like I had little kids again. Right, that I haven't felt this exhausted since my kids were babies. And for those of you that are parents with, with newborns and, and younger babies, listen, I feel for you, right? We're in this together. You're at a place where, where you probably are thinking like, rest, what is that? But the truth is we need rest. 
Right? Our bodies are, are created for rest. You need rest. I need rest. We're supposed to rest. And right now we're quarantined. Right? We're quarantined to rest. And so again, today I'm preaching for myself. I'm preaching for some of you that may be right there with me, right? Where you're in that place of pain, where you're experiencing this right now. And I go, there's many of you. There's many of you are that right there with me. But here's what I want us to understand today. Even when we rest, Jesus still works. Even when we rest, Jesus still works. When we rest, Jesus has the opportunity to do things that only he can do. Oftentimes our rest is what allows us to move out of the way so that he can be Jesus, right? So that God can be God, so that he can be the son of God. He can be the miracle worker that he truly is. Even when we rest, Jesus still works. And we see this in Matthew chapter 12, verses 1 through 13, which if you have your Bibles, I want you to, to jump there with me. We'll spend some time going there. And again, if you don't have a Bible, we always challenge you to download the Version Bible app which is just an incredible resource to take with you wherever you go. Hopefully you have it right now. You can pull it up on your phone. There's different reading plans. There's different devotionals. And we challenge you, especially during this time of quarantine, especially during this time of rest, read your Bibles every day. Jump into it. Begin learning more and more about your Creator. But here in chapter 12, we see Jesus really in the, in the middle of His ministry. And He and His disciples, they're traveling from, from village to village they're going from town to town. They're, they're preaching, they're teaching, and they're doing all these miracles. And then in chapter 12, we see them doing these things, and really they, they come against this whole idea of rest induced by law, right? which is something known as the Sabbath. So let's check this out. Matthew chapter 12, verse 1, it says this. It says, at that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, and he began picking some heads off the of grain and eating them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, look, your disciples are doing what's unlawful on the Sabbath. Now, just a quick note here. Here's Jesus and his disciples. And again, they're traveling from town to town. They're walking through a town on the Sabbath, right? The day of rest. And his disciples are naturally what, that they're hungry. So they see some grain. So they pick some up and eat it. Now for them, it wasn't that big of a deal. But the Pharisees, they're actually trying to trap Jesus. And the Pharisees were actually locked in on this idea of the Sabbath, the law part of it, but not the blessing part of it. They were actually missing some of the bigger picture of the actual Sabbath. For them, this was a day of lockdown. For this, this is a day where they were commanded to rest. For them, this was really, a, it was a day of quarantine, if you will, right? This is where they were. And again, I think many of us, we can, we can really relate to this. So the Pharisees, they saw them and they began to question Right? Again, the Pharisees were caught up in the rules. They were caught up in the rules of the Sabbath, not necessarily the purpose of the Sabbath. Right? They were caught up in the command and the regulation of rest, not necessarily the blessing that comes with rest. They were missing the bigger picture. And what they were doing is they were honing in on what was work and what wasn't work. Right? For them, the Sabbath wasn't given to them to help. It was something that they had to hold on to and carry. But if you look at it, and, and Mark, another version of, of this story, there's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're the four Gospels, where we see different accounts of Jesus' life. You see Mark even talking about how the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. But the, the Pharisees, they got this a little bit backwards. And for them, they were nitpicking. And this is where it gets a little bit dicey. Right? In fact, if you dig into it, picking the heads off the grain might not have even been considered Work. In fact, if you go all the way back into the Old Testament in Deuteronomy chapter 23, 25, we see where people were actually allowed to do this as long as they didn't use a sickle, as long as they didn't use a tool, right? 
But again, here's the Pharisees, and they're splitting hairs here, right? They're splitting hairs because what they're doing is they're missing the bigger point, and they were criticizing Jesus. And let's just be honest. Right now, I think we can see this all around us, right? I think there's people right now that are, that are complaining that they, they have to stay in. There's people right now that are, that are complaining that they, they have to watch church online, that their routine's a little bit different, right? that the stores are shut down, that things aren't necessarily the same, right? But there's a bigger point. It's to keep us safe, right? There's a bigger point right now in this time of quarantine. It's to keep people alive. It's not necessarily about the rules, but it's about the result. And when Jesus is talking about the, the, the Sabbath, he knows that it's about the result of rest in our life. But the Pharisees, they were just about the rules. So Jesus responds, though, this way in verse 3, and he says this. He says, he answered, Haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priests. Or, haven't you read in the law that the priest on the Sabbath, on the Sabbath duty in the temple desecrate the Sabbath and yet are innocent? Listen, here's Jesus, and he's pointing to the bigger picture. Right? He's pointing to the fact that, that rest is good for us. That's built for us, right? It's not that, we're built, that we are built for rest, right? He's, he's talking about the bigger picture, and what he does is he brings up this guy named David. Right? And David, again, this is David from David and Goliath. This is David, the, the most incredible king. Right there. And obviously, we've heard some incredible stories of David. We've heard how great a king he was. But also to the Jews during this time period that Jesus was talking about, it was no different. Right? They had heard about David. They knew that David was one of Israel's greatest kings. They knew that during his reign, that Israel enjoyed favor, that they enjoyed really the greatest and the glory days of their time. Right? They knew that David was devoted to God, right? that he was a man after God's own heart. He was a man that enjoyed the favor of God. So here's, David, here's Jesus, and he's showing them that David and his men did the exact same thing. Again, pointing to the bigger picture of the Sabbath. And then I think Jesus, just for fun, really tried to rub it in and brings up the priests who desecrate the Sabbath who are still innocent, which is uh, found actually in 1 Samuel 21, 1 through 6. Again, he's reiterating that the Sabbath wasn't made to hurt us, but it was made to help us. And Jesus knows this. Right? And not only that, Jesus rules over this. He's the giver of the blessing. He's the one in control, which we see here in verse 6 where he says this. It says, I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Listen, rest has less to do with rules and regulation and more to do with mercy and grace. Less has, rest has, has less to do with our own sacrifice, but more to do with the blessing that Jesus wants to give us. And Jesus is the ruler of rest. Again, look at it in verse 8. What's it say here? It says, for the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. And understand this. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord of all. Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. Right At this time, even right now, social distancing, at this time where it feels like there's a lot of uncertainties of what's going on, understand that Jesus is still Lord. Right, He's the Lord of this quarantine. He's the Lord of the social distancing. He's the Lord still during this time. Right? He is still Lord, and He wants what's best for you. He wants what's best for me. He wants what's best for us. Right? We can still trust in Him. We can still believe in Him because He's the Lord of this time right now. And even when we're resting, He's still working. 
Even when we're resting, He still can work and He still wants to work and He still will work in our life. Right? Let's check this out. Let's keep going here in verse 9. It says this, Going on from that place, He went into their synagogue and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Looking for a reason to bring charges against Jesus, they asked Him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Now, if you look at this, is kind of messed up, right? This is, this is funny, but it's kind of messed up at the same time. Here the Pharisees are, and they're trying to trap Jesus with the law. All why they have this guy who's sick and who has a hand messed up. They're looking at him like, hey, is it lawful to heal him? Obviously knowing that he needs healed. Obviously knowing that, that he needs something to fix his hand. And they're asking, like, think about this. This would be like us saying that, hey, we know what? During this quarantine, we're going to go ahead and shut down hospitals as well. During this quarantine, we're going to go ahead and and send all doctors away. Like if somebody's sick, well, they've just got to figure it out. That sounds ridiculous. That sounds ridiculous. But this is what the Pharisees were because they were caught up in the law. They were caught up in the rules and regulations. This is where they were. But Jesus responds this way in verse 11. He says, he said to them, If any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Here's Jesus. And what he's doing is really telling us our value. Listen, again, this guy, this guy probably been sick for a while. The truth is, yeah, he had a need. And he may have even been able to wait for a day. But Jesus looked at him and saw his value. Jesus looked at him and he saw value in him. And this is what I want you to understand today. Jesus looks at you and he sees value in you as well. Right? He sees value. If you feel lonely today, understand Jesus sees your value. If you feel broken today, understand Jesus sees your value. If you feel overwhelmed, if you feel burnt out, if you feel completely at a loss and, and just your anxiety is burning you, understand Jesus still sees your value. And he's saying, how much more valuable are you than a sheep? Right? He knows that we're so much more valuable. We have incredible value and he sees it in us and he wants to do a miracle even when we rest. In fact, he wants us to rest so that he can do a miracle. Right? He sees value in us. And look what he does for this man here in verse 13. It says, then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out and it was completely restored. Just as sound as the other. He did a miracle. Listen, Jesus is a miracle worker. He's still a miracle worker today. He's a miracle worker when we rest. Right? He's a miracle worker when we're, self, when we're social distancing. He's a miracle worker when we're quarantined by ourselves. He can still do miracles. He still does them today. And in fact, we've already seen this. This past week, we saw Quinn healed, right? We've seen her come out of ICU. We saw that our brain MRI scans came back. They came back okay. We saw that our lungs are, are in a healing process right now, right? That is a miracle. And if you don't say amen to that at home, I'll say it for you, right? Amen. Right, we saw another, we saw life given this week. Baby Farah was born to, to Kenna and Chandler Cook. It's an amazing thing, right? Life is a miracle. Listen, some of you, you saw other miracles this week. We saw miracles just even the church stepping up and jumping in and being the church. It was a miracle. God was working in and through us because Jesus always works even in times of quarantines, even when we're resting, right? In our rest, Jesus still works. And so I want you to be encouraged right now, wherever you are, in our rest, Jesus still works. He's a miracle worker. He was then and he is today as well. If you look at this man, he was healed in this passage, right? 
And it said, Jesus said, stretch out your hand. So the man stretched his hand out. For some of us, that's what we need to do. We just need to stretch our arms out. We need to stretch out in faith. Right? It took faith for this man to stretch it out. It took trust. And for some of us, that's what we need to do. We need to stretch our hands out so that we could receive the work of Jesus in our life. Right? We need to understand this too. That Jesus isn't against the Sabbath. He isn't against rest. In fact, it's really the exact opposite. He just wants to see the, us to see the bigger picture of rest. He wants us to see the bigger picture and the fact that when we rest, He can still work. And here's how we do it. In fact, right before this passage of Scripture we read in Matthew chapter 12, we see this incredible portion of Scripture in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, that gives us really some steps of how to take rest in Him, of how to allow Him to work in our lives and do some amazing miracles, right? To go from a burden to a blessing. So check this out. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 says this. Here's Jesus speaking. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Again, those are some amazing words. In fact, these are some of the, the most beloved and quoted verses in the Bible. And I think really because I think many times this is how we feel. Right? Many times I think we come to this place where, where we feel burdened. Right? We come to this place where we feel like we just need rest. Right? And this is an incredible passage telling us about the blessing of rest. Again, Jesus is not against rest whatsoever. In fact, he's totally for it. And he's the one that gives us rest. If you look at it in this passage of Scripture, the word rest, it actually denotes it and really means a, a temporary rest, a break. So for some of us, we just need a break, right? A time of refreshing, a time to rejuvenate and to get ready for what's to come. That's so when Jesus gives us rest, he's not inviting us to laziness, but he's inviting us to rest. He's inviting us to, to rejuvenation, right? Rest and laziness are different. Rest leads to this, leads to purpose, energy, and vision. And right now, I said, I want to say, that we are in a time where I believe that Jesus wants to give us purpose, energy, and vision like we've never had before. Right? During this time where we're quarantined because of the coronavirus, let's use this as a time to rest in Him. Listen, I believe that this year coming up, I believe that right now it's just a time for rest so that we can be rejuvenated for what God has for us. Listen, as a church, as a church, big C, I believe that we're going to see so many people come to Jesus because they realize that's who they need. They realize that he's the only answer. And right now is a time for rest for us because when we get out of this, we need to be going full bore. We need to be going full bore with purpose. We need to be going full bore with energy, with vision, with a vision to see people get Love to life change. Love to a growing relationship with Jesus. Right? Love to the fact that they can be led to their Savior, their Redeemer, and their miracle worker. Right? I want to understand that rest isn't just a command, but it's a blessing. And right now, we need to rest in the blessing of who Jesus is. Right? right now, we're on lockdown, but the truth is, whether you're working, whether you're working from home, whether maybe you're unfortunately laid off, right now, you have more free time than ever. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to rest in Jesus. Right? I want to encourage you to take this time to rest. And rather than get caught up in the command of this time period, let's get caught up in the blessing. And here's what we need to do to do it. Number one, we need to go to Jesus. Again, if you look at it, Jesus said this. He says, all who are weary 
all who are tired, all who are worn out, right? all who are burdened, all who are stressed out, all who are anxious, all who are struggling with something, come to me. Listen, for some of us, this describes us. And for some of us, this is where we are. And for some of us, maybe you're like me again, I'm preaching to myself today. Maybe for some of us, you're a place where you're, you're completely tired, you're worn, you're worn out, you're stressed out, you're anxious about things coming, you're anxious about what's happening around in the world. You feel burdened, right? For some of us, we're burdened by the concerns of, about our jobs. We're concerned about what's happening in, in, the, in the financial world. We're concerned about what's happening in the, the economic world and what's happening in our own finances as well. For some of us, we're, we're concerned about how this is affecting our marriage, how this is affecting our children. And for some of us, it, it is. Right now, we're in the middle of the coronavirus, and we're worried about our health. There's a real concern about our health. There's a real concern about our children's health. There's a real concern about our parents' health. If we're old, older in age as well, there's a real concern about how and how this could possibly affect us, right? And for some of us, this is where we are. For some of us, this is where we are, and we just need rest, right? We need a miracle. We need something to happen in our life, and it's a tough and it's a stressful time. And again, I'm telling you, I'm preaching to myself. I, again, between, between our house flooding, between this lack of sleep that I've had, between this quarantine, between my kids, there's a good chance that I'll have a full head of gray hair when we all get back, right? But here's what I know. I need to go to him. You need to go to him. In this time of rest, we need to go to him. So I want to encourage you. Go to him. Right? Pray. Spend some time praying. Use this time. You might have more free time than ever. I want to challenge you. Use that time to pray. Use that time to have a conversation with God. Right? Tell him about your struggles. Tell him about the things you're frustrated with. But then tell him about the things that you're thankful for as well. Here's what's amazing. I know over this past week it's been crazy. But I've got way more things I'm thankful for than I am stressed about. And when I begin to go through and, and tell God that I'm thankful for my family, I'm thankful for this time that we have. I'm thankful for the church being the church. I'm thankful for, for Life Change Church stepping up and doing some incredible things of helping people out. Listen, I'm overwhelmed by his presence. I'm overwhelmed by when I go to him through prayer. I want to challenge you, go to him through prayer. I want to challenge you, go to him by, by reading his word. His word is the Bible. This is why we push the Bible app every single week because it's his word. Right? It's because how he speaks to us. We can look at it and literally there's God speaking in the Bible and sometimes he speaks to us through it. I want to challenge you, spend some time, go to him through the Bible. Go to him through spending some time praising him. Right? For you, maybe that means changing your Pandora station, just putting worship on. Right? Do it. Maybe for you, that means actually singing along. Maybe you might even get a little bit crazy and you can actually raise your hand at home praising God. Maybe even give a hand clap, but I challenge you to do it. Right? Go to him. Go to Jesus. Number one, go to Jesus. Number two is to take his yoke. Jesus said, come to me. And then he said, take my yoke upon you. Now this is pretty interesting. If you look at it, a yoke in this passage of scripture, it's not like the yoke of an egg, but it's, it's actually a word picture that the audience would really know. See, a yoke for them and what they understood would be a, a wooden bar or frame that was fitted to go across the necks of two or more oxen to make them a team. A yoke, what it did is it imposed a measure of control on the animals. And the animal with a the yoke, they really aren't free to go anywhere they want because they were bound to the other animals. Again, this yoke was this wooden frame. And people obviously listening would, would know about this. They would understand this. But here's what's kind of incredible about this as well. Before Jesus' ministry, Jesus was a carpenter. And, it's thought to be, and many people believe that part of Jesus' carpentry work 
was actually making yoke for oxen. In fact, they possibly thought that he was probably one of the, the best carpenters that, that made the best yokes out there. So Jesus, when he's talking, he knows what he's talking about. right? Well, here's what it is. He's asking us to take his yoke because his yoke is well-made. His yoke is easy to carry. His yoke is manageable. His yoke is pleasant. His yoke can make our time easier. It's interesting that he doesn't tell us to go yokeless, but he says to take his yoke. What he wants us to do is he wants us to join his team. He wants us to allow him to lead us. Right? He wants to, us to allow him to, to help us through the difficult things that we go through. He wants to allow him to, to help us and really to give us an opportunity to show how we can go, show where we can go, right? So that we can have rest. And so I want to challenge you to take his yoke. Join his team. Go to Jesus. Take his yoke. And the number three is learn from him. Jesus says, learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. This is what we need to learn from him. We need to learn how to rest in him. And, to, and how we do that is we learn his gentleness. We learn his humbleness. And he's gentle and humble. And for some of us, this is what we need to learn in our lives. When we're dealing with opposition, when we're dealing with stress, when we're dealing with all the burdens of the world, we need to learn how to be gentle and humble as we walk through it all. Let me ask you. Could you describe yourself as being gentle or humble? Listen, if not, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to learn that from Jesus. He's the greatest example of it. And here's what he promised. When we become gentle and humble, right? he says this. He made a promise. He says that the meek will inherit the earth. When we become gentle and humble, we become meek. And we can inherit the earth. And we learn that from him. I want to challenge you to learn from him. Here's what's amazing. Even on our rest, Jesus still works. And to experience it, we need to go to him. We need to take his yoke. And we need to learn from him. Maybe here today, and maybe for you as you're listening, maybe, maybe your first step is to go to him. Maybe you've never made a decision to follow him. Maybe you've never made him your Lord and Savior. Listen, we want to give you that opportunity. You can do that right at your home. You can do that right at your home. You can do that right where you're watching from, whether it's on your phone, your tablet, whether it's on your TV and you're at your couch. Go to him. Listen, Jesus lived a perfect life, died on a cross, and was risen again for you. He was risen again so that we could experience God, so that we could experience his love, so that we could rest in him, so that he could do a miracle in our lives. And if you never made that decision, I want to give you that opportunity right now. And what I want you to do is I actually want you to, to make a comment. Listen, you can even private message Life Change Church and we can pray for you later. There's also a place if you're watching at www.mylifechangechurch.com. There's a prayer request where you can actually go through that and it will be directed as well. If you want to do that right now, make a comment and let us know if you made that decision. Maybe for you, maybe you're here today and maybe you just need to join Jesus' team. Maybe you've been trying to do it yourself and you need to take his yoke. Maybe for you, maybe you need to learn from him and be humble. Listen, again, whatever it is, we want to know. Right? We want to know so that we can be praying with you, so that we can journey with you. In fact, right now, what I want to do is I just want to pray a prayer over each and every one of you. And if you made that decision today, what I want you to do is I want you to actually repeat after me this prayer. You can repeat it in your head or repeat it out loud wherever you are. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you. We thank you for sending your son to us.
We thank you for him dying on a cross for our sins. And we thank you that the death didn't defeat him, but he defeated death by rising from the dead, by being resurrected. And God, right now, God, we accept him into our heart. God, we accept him into our hearts as we come to him, as we follow him. God, we call you Jesus Savior. And God, we ask that you forgive us our sins. God, make us pure. God, help us to take up your yoke so that we can be on your team and help us learn from you. Thank you, Jesus, for all you do. Thank you, Jesus, for providing rest. Thank you, Jesus, for working while we rest. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church Podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www.mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week.